the touch of the epidemic. Nell, however, was the only person with all her metal inside. She was the only person who ticked. Ruby surveyed the murky water. She dug up hunks of sea glass and other shining scraps, sometimes whole objects that had been fed to the Livia River by accident, or perhaps sacrifice during the turn. With salty fingers, she adjusted the patch that sat comfortably over her right eye socket. Ruby staunchly refused prosthetic or augmentation, wasn't keen on the machines. She always said, What's good for the rest of you is good for the rest of you. Thick eyelashes framed her left eye, so dark brown that it was almost black. Today she had painted all around it in gold and jade powders, a proclamation. You'd better look right at me. I survived. Ruby looked up. Kodak had gone and got himself into a spot of bother. The stoat floundered barely a foot offshore. Something had caught his tiny leg. He barked softly, fighting it but losing. She stomped toward him and pried his leg free as he squirmed. How would you look? She exclaimed, tossing the offending object to Nell. That's for you! The tall girl shrieked and clumsily batted away the slimy, cold web of seaweed. Ruby cackled, and Nell thought for a moment about rushing in and splashing her as watery revenge, but looked down at her boots. Not going in there proper. Not today. The beach was good for combing, but farther in, you never knew what you could find, or what could find you. Not that they'd ever come across anything made of flesh and bone, but the abandoned pieces of people's lives were sad and terrible enough. Drowned blank books, washed of ink, useless pieces of unconscious technology, scraps of the old world swallowed up while the town was burning. Behind the girls and the beach and the dunes lay ghostly industrial estates, tall and grey, with scorched black windows like rows of blank eyes. Beyond and to the west, past the factories, stood a stone monument, a woman, towering more than a mile high over the rest of Blackwater City. Beyond the devastated capital, western still, sat the Phoenix Parklands, where Nell's and Ruby's homes lay. It was a long ride back, and the girls' bikes waited for them in the pebbles, like spindly steel horses. All right, I'm done, announced Ruby, storming back to shore. I won't be able to carry all this if I keep at it. She staggered a little under the weight of her basket as she strode from the water. Ugh! The seaweed was oily on the soles of her bare feet. Nell was glad she'd kept her boots on. As they walked up the stony shore, Ruby said, Well, give us a look at what you found. Just scraps. And this. Nell took the hand she'd picked from the drift. Kodak flounced out of the water and ran in circles on the beach, shaking himself off with the disgruntled gait of a wet cat and the enthusiasm of a puppy. They planted themselves on the stones by the bikes for a moment. Ruby was panting a little, and her basket landed on the beach with a thud. It was almost completely full of smooth glass shards, but for the occasional iceberg of bright plastic breaking the little sea of green. Nell peeled the briny plastic wrap from the hand, cellophane strips placed there in some attempt at preserving it. The plastic was old but held strong. She unwound it like bandages and revealed the two pink painted skin. 
The hand was posed as though it were holding something invisible. Painted crudely, but with the intent of looking marginally lifelike. Pinker nails. Clumsily engraved knuckles. It stopped just below the wrist, with a screw protruding from a flat base. It was weirdly big, an ungraceful thing. Nell turned it over and over in her own hands, fascinated. What do you think, Ruby? asked Nell, locking her fingers with it, her own hand small against it. Well, it's useless to me, answered her friend, absent-mindedly combing through her basket of treasure. If it were a bit more elegant, I'd use it for displaying rings, but it's too masculine for what I'm working on right now. Nell hadn't thought about giving it boyness or girlness, but now it certainly seemed boy-ish. A boy's hand. Huh, I suppose so.